Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic today, ADHD. In the words of Gomer Pyle, surprise, surprise, surprise. Uh, We're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word a couple times. Write it down. Listen to another show um, and write down the secret word of that show and then just email me the, the two words. That's all you need to do. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we'll forward it to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine, and they'll send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a little tip that we're going to share with you that Chad made, and we'll get into the show. You've heard it from organization experts and others. If you want to get things done, you need to keep to-do lists. If all the things you need or want to accomplish keep you up at night, you might think about spending five or ten minutes before bed writing down your list for the following day. Some people prefer to start their day by creating a list. Choose whichever works best for you. To learn more about time management and ADHD, visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. So, Jan, please introduce our guest. Jeff, Caroline McGuire is our guest today. Caroline is a personal coach teaching executive functioning skills to children, teens, and young adults with ADHD. She's a columnist in Chad's Attention Magazine and a contributor to U.S. News and World Report, as well as Attitude Magazine and WebMD. She's also a speaker at Worldwide Venues. Caroline is the founder and director of ADD Coach Academy's Fundamentals of ADHD Coaching for Families, which is a coach training curriculum accredited by the International Coach Federation. She's the author of Why Will No One Play With Me? The Play Better Plan to Help Children of All Ages Make Friends and Thrive, and is a former host of Attention Talk Radio. So, Jeff, we're very happy to have Caroline with us today. Caroline, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's always a thrill to have you on the show, and this is particularly fun for uh, me because, hell, you've been a guest host. I mean, you've been a guest. You've been a co-host, and you've actually been a guest host before us in the past from a professional perspective, and today we're kind of combining professional perspective and your lived experience in an ADD world because uh, we want to illuminate some things out there for some people in, in a fun kind of way. And so with everybody, the genesis of the show is she wrote a book and trying to bring awareness to what's going on, and she had the idea of trying to do a TED Talk. And anyway, you started that a couple of years ago. Tell us about your journey of wanting to be on a TED Talk, how long it took, and how it came to fruition. 
So it took me two years to get one. And I, I don't know if anyone in the audience can relate to this, but I'm kind of an impatient person. And um, I had this lady who's gotten many people TED Talks helping me shape the idea and the proposal. And at one point I like complained to her, you know, like it's taking so long. And she said, more people will get into Harvard this year than we'll get this. So like, calm down. <laughs> um, but it was, it was actually a great journey in the sense that um, I'm a big dork and I love to do research. And um, I had a couple different proposals. And so I got to do a ton of research um, and it actually helped my work and my craft. But it was a long journey, and then I'll just share this for those of you who may not have the best memory. Um, when you see people giving the TED Talk, you assume they're like reading off a teleprompter. And sometimes in olden days, like five years ago they were, but it is straight up memorization of like a 14 or 15 minute talk. And so that was really hard for me because I'm dyslexic. And so everything being in order, my working memory, which Jeff knows is not great because he's done shows where he's tested it and it's like <laughs> not there. <laughs> um, that was like the hardest part of the journey because I was like not, I didn't have any cheat sheet. Mm -hmm. A little scary, and huh? <laughs> I needed a cheat sheet. It was scary. And I know, you know, I think, for those of us with, you know, memory issues and whatever, it kind of hits on that, that childhood part of you that kind of couldn't get everything together. So I did it, and that's the thing I'm most proud of, was, like, I memorized it, and I did it, and I delivered it, and I, I only made one mistake, and allegedly nobody can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of years ago when I was a kid, we were putting crown molding up. I was, like, in seventh grade, and my dad had this, like, area that it didn't come together in the dining room. And every time he walked in, I think that's all he saw was that small little thing. And the rest of the world had oblivious to what's going on. You have a tendency to kind of blow that out of proportion when it's actually kind of small. So um, just a side thing with regard to some emotion. I digress there for a second on emotion because we'll come back to that in a little bit. So one of the things here that I want to kind of focus on at this point in time, because we're going to get to the surprise, surprise, surprise part, which is the fun part of this interview, but you had to come up with a different couple of proposals. In other words, you had to figure out what you were going to say. Tell us about that process, about proposals and coming up with them, and how you actually ended up where you were. So I, I originally had, you know, this reading the room proposal, and I think it was just too complicated because it's picked by a committee. And I did all this research on, like, how do we understand people? How do we um, kind of come up with, how do we read the room? You know, what's the brain-based process? And then, um, you know, what, what can we do to, to do that better and to understand people better? But I think some of those proposals just were too complicated. I kept getting, like, final interviews. I even had a couple of auditions. Um, but they didn't really come together. Um, and then I, like, when I was doing one of the auditions, it was almost like, you know, you float above your head and you're listening to yourself and you're like, this is too complicated. And so I like, came out of the audition and I said to the lady who was helping me, I, I didn't get that. And she said, you don't know that yet? You won't know for a month? And I said, no, 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 I didn't get it. I said, um, but I know what I should do. I should do my social spy 
because part of it was I was spying on the people watching me and I was reading their faces and I was like, they don't get what I'm trying to convey. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I need to do something simpler. And that's when I rewrote everything and really just focused on this method that talked about a little bit on the show, but that I use all the time with people of all ages. So I want to hold off on the details on that, but let's go back. The, the original stuff was reading the room. Tell us about what that proposal was all about. Like, give me some background on on how it, what what it was and how why it was so complicated. Well, reading the room is kind of a complicated thing, and many of your listeners are probably going to be like, "Yeah, I try it all the time. <laughs> it's complicated." But there, there's actually a lot of steps that go into reading the room. There's, there's more situational awareness, there's attention, there's self-regulation. Um, and, and I have this process that works great if you want to use it, where I create like a little inventory of everybody you know. And when you create that inventory, you basically put down, you know, all your pet peeves, Jeff, and all the things that I know about you So that, you know, I do it a lot with kids to read the teacher. What do we know about this teacher? And it works, and it is essentially a reading the room process, but it's complicated to explain, and and it's it's not very Ted-ish in retrospect. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, reading the room is a complicated thing for those of us with with weak executive function because um, a lot of it is dependent on our two – biggest executive functions that are weak, which is attention and self-regulation and then emotion, Uh so three. Uh So I I just want to – you're using the word reading the room. To me, and and correct me if I'm wrong, my understanding is when I'm walking into a room, I'm trying to read the nonverbal communication. Like what is the – the culture, the atmosphere, what's the tone, where collectively, what is the room thinking where it is so that I can be aware of what's going on as opposed to being oblivious. So when I say reading people, I'm saying picking up nonverbal communication. What, what are, what can I see? Like if a person's got their back to me, that's a defensive posture. If they're open, they're more receptive in picking that stuff up. So is that close to what you're talking about reading the room? Yeah, it's it's everything to do with that, and it's it's what are the people doing? What is the situation? What yep. are they doing and not doing? Um, there's a lot of pieces to it, and the feedback yep. I get the most from the ADD community is it's hard to bring together. It's not impossible to learn. I don't want anyone to think that that's what I'm saying, but to give a talk about it, it has to be pretty linear. Got it. So. We have this reading the room. It's somewhat complicated. There's a lot going on uh, to be aware of that. I want to go to break when we come back. I want to talk about the situational variable of a person like that. And everybody, we're going to get to the surprise, surprise, surprise in a little bit. Uh, before we do this, our secret word is Gomer, as in Gomer Pyle. And you've got to check out Caroline's website at carolinemaguireauthor.com. And I'm going to spell that out for those that are like me and can't spell that well. It's C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E-M-A-G-U-I-R-E-A-U-T-H-O-R.com. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes... 
TimeTimer's bright red disc disappears. Visit TimeTimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by gigcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody. We're here with Caroline McGuire having a conversation about uh, her experience trying to get a TED Talk. And we're going to talk about surprise, surprise, surprise in a second. Um, Before the break, we were talking about her process of trying to get a TED Talk, and specifically one of her proposals was reading the room. And we were talking about really what that is. And I know, Caroline, if if my myself, if I'm walking in – trying to think about the inventory of everybody I've got to analyze in order to read the room. Number one, I get very uh, overwhelmed with all that thinking. And two, I start, what am I forgetting? What am I missing? I get very self-conscious when I'm doing that. And when I get self-conscious about that, I, I kind of paralyzes me a little bit. Is that a common experience you think for everybody or is it just me? Well, it, it is a common experience, and um, I always talk about the fact that everybody worries that when they, they step into a situation and try to read the room, everybody will notice. But, in fact, people are too self-occupied and they don't notice. But I think that the, I think that the inventory works for you to think through emails to send and decisions to make and how to react to your teacher and whether your teacher wants an email. But I don't think it works as well on the spot to read the room. And I think, you know, there is an, there's other things that I do that are simpler because emotion comes in and so often we are really overwhelmed and we have this past history that we're carrying around with us. So we're like, oh, my God, is this going to work out? Because it always hasn't, it, you know, hasn't always mm-hmm. worked out. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm just trying to experience is that when I become, when all that stuff's going on in my head in a room, I get self-conscious. When I get self-conscious, I get, like, aware of my emotions and I get aware of the negative side of myself. And then I start to judge myself, like, more intensely than what I normally would. From, from an emotional perspective, because now I'm kind of on guard. Is that just me too? Yeah. Is that, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, people literally go into an, an anxious spiral because of this, because they are more on guard and they're judging themselves and they're thinking, um, you know, thoughts about um, how they're going to be rejected. And, you know, there's, there's interesting information um, about the fact that, you know, other people aren't necessarily going to reject you, but that doesn't yep. take away the fact that we yep. think that in our head. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Now let's go, let's transition back to after you, you had done this, you went to, wait a second, I'm going to go with social spy. Tell us about the thought process that brought you to that. So social spy is this idea that you scan a situation and you you look for the nonverbal communication, but you also it 
It's just you're looking at one thing. So I'm just looking at someone's facial expression or I'm just looking at whatever my mission is. I'm looking at to see, you know, does my boss's face look happy or sad? And it's sort of, um, it's, it's in fast motion, right? So it's looking at something and spying and scanning it with intention and you're not looking to get every single bit of information in that situation. You're just looking for something specific. So I'm looking to see who's welcoming to me. I'm looking to see, you know, um, what are people talking about, right? Is everybody talking about the World Cup? Is Are people, uh, you know, bummed, which means they were for, you know, one mm-hmm. team, or happy, which means they're for another team. And uh, so I'm not – doing as much as I would be if you talk about a wider process. And I started coming to that as I was just doing these auditions for TED, and I was like, this is too complicated, and Social Spy tells you so much, and you can do it over and over and over again in a situation. And I just started thinking, this is easier to translate. Um, And... And I was right. It was easier to translate to people. So when you say social spy, because we've done, we've talked about this years ago, and I've used it a lot. When you're a social spy, I find out I'm, I'm a spy, so I'm out in social. I might be at an airport, kind of watching a couple, and how they interact, and like kind of spying on them, and kind of wondering what the conversation, and kind of watching their body language on how they react to each other, or seeing other people in other situations because I'm, I'm, I'm not part of it. I'm just spying on kind of what's going on in order to catch myself. Is that my, just my interpretation or is there something to this? No, that's exactly it. So you're, you know, you're trying to see, um, you know, is everybody else getting ready to get up and go to get in line, right? Mm-hmm. Is this couple, you know, what are they talking about? Um, uh, you know, a lot of times uh, college students, I'll say to them, spy on, you know, what do people do before class? How are they getting ready, right? Are they, do they have everything out? Do they chit-chat and then get ready at the last minute? Um, and so you, you're basically watching people and noticing, but you have an intention. Like, I'm going to go mm-hmm. in and I'm going to see, it, you know, how this particular thing is. And that helps you sort of enter the situation and navigate the situation because now you have that intelligence. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, something that people notice. You, you're taking mm-hmm. two beats and, mm-hmm. and kind of gathering that information. So it, it, we've, Ari Tuckman we've had on the show like a zillion times. He's my most, most frequent guest. But it's funny because I watch Ari sometimes in situations where he's able to diffuse people that are intense or they got some issues. He's been um, uh, co-chair of the annual conference on ADHD for years. And I've always been fascinated. I've always liked watching him and how he diffuses the situation. Again, I think I'm acting as a social spy. I'm kind of studying what he's doing and understanding how it works, which is interesting because I'm not actually in the game. I'm just spying on what's happening with some intent. So I'm going to hold that for a second. When you did this TED Talk, what I hear you saying, what exploded is this concept of social spy, you communicated it, but it's a lot bigger now than what you expected. Is, am I, is that accurate? Yeah, I, I did it, and I thought it was great, and I thought it was so many realizations that I had as I was researching and giving the talk. And, um, 
and I was excited about the information I would be able to give the community. But the thing that started happening is as I launched the talk in the past like week is people are writing me and they're like, this is like the one hack I need. Like this, I watched your talk and that, and I've, you know, followed you and whatever. And like, here's, here's my realization. And so it's almost like people are now teaching me um, that, that it is so simple and that they are getting so much out of it and that it's something that, you know, with all the complicated stuff going on in our brain, they can do. And it's so simple. Everybody hold that. It's so simple. We're going to come back. We're going to go to break right now. Everybody, our secret word tonight is Gomer, as in Gomer Pyle. You've got to check out Caroline's website, carolinemaguireauthor.com. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. This edition of Attention Talk Radio, we're here with Caroline McGuire. We're talking about her quest and, and, and her journey to get a TED Talk and the realization that uh, a simple way of speaking to this was in the context of a social spy. And, you know, Caroline, I'm all about the ahas. It's all of a sudden, you know, aha is the sudden comprehension that takes place when you pay attention to something differently. Like, oh, my God, if I look at it this way, all of a sudden everything's explained. And when you and I were talking about this experience, it was funny, and we were talking about kind of doing this, this, this lived experience show. It's like, oh, my God, this is a perfect situation from my perspective. Now, a lot of people won't get this aha, but those that do, I hope they'll get it in spades. Is what's interesting to me is what is so simple about this is when you remove yourself from the equation, you're taking yourself out of it trying to read the room because it's you and your emotions, and you're looking at another object over there. I'm judging another conversation. By doing that, you're removing the emotions, and people can begin to see stuff they never saw before. Because when they're walking and thinking about stuff and they're very, very self-conscious and they're very lost in the head, they become more um, intense on all this kind of stuff. And what's interesting to me is the simplicity of this social spy. When I'm looking at other people, I'm no longer judging myself. I see things and what was described in so much detail in the other areas that's so overwhelming becomes so simple simply because I've taken myself and my emotions out of it and it's really, really powerful. That's what I saw in that. Is that am I off the charts, or, or does that make sense to you? 
No, that's what people are saying to me. You know, I've always used Social Spy. I've used it for the past 16 years. I've had a lot of success with it. Um, and what people are writing me and, and DMing me about is really, you know, this is like my one hack for this holiday. Like yep. this tells me, you know, I, I have a, a, a client who I, I kept saying to her, you know, I think you're misjudging. I think you're assuming people don't want you around and that's sort of projection sensitivity. And I just had her spy on overtures. When you talk, do people lean in? Do they smile? Do they make eye contact with you? That's it. That's all you're spying for. Just watch people in a conversation with you. And she came back and she said, oh, wow, like they are leaning in. They are, they're not just saying, hey, you want to do something, which we as ADDers can dismiss and say, you know, they don't really want me to do something. But no, 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 they're, they're using body language. And that tells you, wow, they are interested in me. Um, and people have been just telling me that, you know, all these holiday parties, all this stuff we have to do that's a little overwhelming, that they can use Social Spy because it is two beats to just see, you know, who's there. Is there somebody who's troublesome to them there? And, and what, you know, what is their yep. facial expression? What's their mood? So see if I can articulate it. I've seen a lot of people that are very, very good when they're looking and consulting on some other issue. When they are involved, their judgment's completely different because it's skewed by their emotions. So they could look at a, at a situation of two people if they're not involved and they can analytically observe it. If the same situation's happening and they're involved, their view of it's completely changed because of the emotions. What I like about this and the surprise, surprise, surprise is it's amazing at how you can manage ADHD if you take the emotions out. If you can look at it as this thing is over there and not inhabit that emotion, it's amazing. And this, as you're describing hack, to me it's really just a way of looking at it, and I can see why people jump on the hack. It's flooding because it's, it's a tool to remove emotions, and now you're getting people like, holy cow, this is absolutely amazing what I see, which is a little bit un, you know, wasn't expected because you didn't realize how powerful that is. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what I'm really hearing from people and what I'm realizing. And I think, um, you know, if, if you think about a lot of the other stuff that we as, as ADDers are trying to overcome and do, there's a ton of steps to it, and there's a ton of different things involved. And, and this is just simple. And if you – and if you – you're not – it's not a big, long process, so you're not getting judgment involved. You're just yep. looking to see, right? Yes. You're just looking to notice. And, and by noticing, right, you then have that information and you can do something with it or not do something with it. But it is a simple, simple hack versus other stuff that is longer term, and it still mm -hmm. can be grown, but it, it's a bigger thing mm -hmm. versus just <clears throat> I'm going to go in and I'm just going to spy and I'm just going to see who's there and I'm going to, you know, you know, whatever the mission is. I'm going to have this one mission and nobody's going to care and then I'm going to go on with, okay. my, with my, my party or my day or my meeting. Awesome. So now we're lived experience. Now you're getting a, a big surprise response. How much fun has this been that everybody's going, oh, my God, this is like a game changer for you? And 
I mean, honestly, I'm always trying to change everybody's social game and give them answers, and you know I'm all about the how. So it's so much fun for me to have people saying, like, this is the best thing you've given us. And I'm like, really? But then I think about it, right? And I think about um, how simple it is and how much information you get from it. And I'm like, you know what? That actually does make sense because you are able to focus on just one thing instead of trying to think of 8 million things, which then brings that emotion in. Which makes a cloud, it cascades downhill, whatever. So it's the, the I think I think everybody. What I really wanted to draw out of this was, first of all, there's there's Caroline's story about the journey. I think it took you two years to get the TED Talk. Is that right? Two years, yeah. It did take took me two years, but you know, it was a good learning experience, and um, and I think honestly, you know, I'm grateful that that this is where we landed. I find that people look at people – they did that TED Talk. They just – they signed up and did it naturally. What I see in this process is somebody who is challenged to have to come up with the topics to refine them, to simplify, and the two-year process actually is the process that got you to Social Spy, which was the big aha. So in other words, what I'm trying to help people understand is – it sounds like, Caroline, you make it look so easy, yet when we go back through this, it was that anxiety in your process that kind of forced you to refine it and stumble into this thing, which I think is very a normal ADD thing. I want people to normalize it. But also that, that once you stumble into that simplicity, in this case, the, the surprise is it's amazing what can happen. You remove the emotion from it, and it can kind of get exciting. There's a lot of ADD that's just wrapped up in what I said. You can probably listen to this three or four times and still get a nugget or two out of it. But that lived experience is very inspiring, and I think a, a testament, and I'd say congratulations. And so when you were on stage and you were doing this, how was that experience? Was it fun, easy, or were you just like you didn't care at that point in time because what was done was done? Um, no, I was very nervous, and I normally am not nervous when I speak, um, but there's all these cameras around you, which, you know, I've been on television a bunch, but it still was nerve-wracking. Yep. And what I was really worried about was, was remembering um, because I have not, you know, had to remember that much information cold ever. Mm -hmm. um, so I did end up enjoying it. And what is interesting, that's also another hack, is that a lot of my research had revealed that gestures help us not only interpret people's behavior, but remember them. And so when you watch someone and you're trying to remember someone's name, what we tend to do, and this is in the TED Talk, is we tend to say, like, oh, Jeff Copper, you know, in the yellow shirt. But, like, you're going to change your clothes. And this happens to me all the time, right? And then I'm like, what's his name? What we really should be doing is watching people's gestures and watching people's facial expressions and then thinking of what in your face or your gesture reminds, you know, reminds us of you and making that our little hack to remember names. Wow. And so part of how I remember the talk was that doing those gestures and rehearsing it, it actually made it so that my body remembered. Um, wow. And Jeff knows I'm like incredibly unathletic and I am like, you know, last picked on every team, which is why <laughs> I wrote why will no one play with me? Cause it's not like, it's not like that was my situation, right? It wasn't like I was first picked, but um, I think like the gestures and the watching of people 
it actually ended up helping me remember the talk. So it, it, it all wow. comes full circle. Wow. That's pretty I, – I, I, I never – well, the red shirt or the person with the funky smile or the head lean forward as a means to remember that. That's kind of cool. All right. Yeah. So um, how can – for people to, like, check out the TED Talk, they just got to Google it? Tell, us, tell them how they can access it. So um, it, you, can, you can just easily go Caroline McGuire becoming a social spy or just type in becoming a social spy, and it should come up right in – YouTube and in Google, and um, it, it's it's right there, and um, I hope that, that people enjoy it. Please comment and let me know what I can do to help you. So if you're like, okay, I want to know this, comment. I'm, I'm on there like seven times a day right now, so I'm responding awesome. to everybody, and I'll respond myself. Awesome. So with that, Caroline, this has been enlightening, a great journey, with a surprise of how emotions play and some stuff. So with all that, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Everybody, our secret word tonight is Gomer. Uh, go to Caroline's website, carolinemaguireauthor.com. With that, we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.